Hi, this is Josh, and I'm here with Lucy. Say hello, Lucy. Why are you so shy? Uh, no episode this week, but um, I don't want to leave you totally empty, so I'm going to drop in uh, an episode from my other podcast, which is Dan Hates the Beatles. That's where uh, Dan Shaw and I go through the Beatles catalog, and I try to convince them that they're good. You see, Dan doesn't like the Beatles, and I do like them, so... We get into some crazy hijinks on air. Anyway, I hope you enjoy, and we will be back next week, uh, back to regular programming. (laughs) Say bye, Lucy. Bye. Bye. Miss Piggy version. That's right, Josh. It's your old friend, Mrs. Miller. There she is. Singing our favorite song, Yellow Submarine. <laughs> she's singing about a um submarine that is yellow. She's she's really trying. They got the <laughs> There's her stomach acid gurgling away. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds like she belongs like and a Pee-wee's Big Adventure movie. Oh, like, God, she's like she'd a, be great. She's like a caricature. There's, like, in any kind of comedy, there's, like, this fat opera singer that this right. is her. Yeah, no, she's she's a fascinating lady. Nice. All right, fade out on that. Okay. My volume button's broken, so I'm going to press, prep, press do, pause. Do a hard, do a hard cut. cut. Uh, this is Joshua speaking. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm Dan, and I hate the Beatles. I love the Beatles. This is Dan Hates the Beatles. Hi. Daniel, we've gotten to... This is like a string of um, sort of landmark, at least in culture, pop culture, Mm -hmm. kind of a pop culture history, these these landmark albums, starting with Rubber Soul, following it up with Revolver, Mm -hmm. and now we're at Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Oh, what is it? I didn't even, Sergeant Pepper's. Admiral Salty's. Colonel. Happy popcorn. Colonel bag. Cumin's. Sad. Um, virgin Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club. Dr. <laughs> Sage's Magic Incel Circus. <laughs> should, we, should we keep going? Yeah. <laughs> Rule of sixes. Um, Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band. I was like, isn't there a band in there? Um, and uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I didn't know. I mean, I knew of this album. I, I, before this show, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what songs were on it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I didn't really, I wasn't familiar with the album, uh, the actual album, the music on it more than, you know, the, the cover and all that, all that jazz. Well, it is, this album is like the elephant in the room when it comes to Beatles, as far as like my perception is. Why is that? <clears throat> well, this is like supposedly the album that like changed everything. It's like 9-11 for music, but good. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Many have said that. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think Lester Bangs said that in one of his... Yeah. And I think that that's part of the issue that I have had or did have with this album is that it's like, at least in my perception of it, like, I don't know about growing up, but in my in building a perception of the Beatles, it was always, oh, you gotta listen to Sgt. Pepper, or people would refer to like such and such album as like, Yeah, that's my Sgt. Pepper man. Or like like for some people it was like Pink Floyd's The Wall or mm. uh, uh Dark Side of the Moon. They would refer to it as like, Yeah, that's that's my Sgt. Pepper. Um Yeah. Um yeah, I guess that's a uh, a thing, but well, I don't know. It, 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 I I think it really stands out because it's. Wait, was this a movie as well? <laughs> uh, I don't think they intended it to be a movie, but it certainly did become a movie, and I think we need f- to watch it. Yeah, we probably need to. Oh, speaking of movies, I forgot. Um, I referenced Mr. Plinkett in uh, two episodes ago, and I said that I would let you know about Mr. Plinkett, and then it occurred to me that not only did I not do that, but 
he is good enough that if anyone is not familiar with Mr. Plinkett's Star Wars reviews or any of his reviews, he's a character, but he's also like, he's, he's on YouTube and he's in, he's in character, but he's like expressing real views, but the character is insane. Basically, this is a plug for Mr. Plinkett, uh, because he deserves one. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was a no, it's all good. sidetrack. I was I was trying to figure out if this album is actually lauded by a lot of people as like you know what you're what you're building it up to be because you know when I was googling the other albums, Revolver, uh, Rubber Soul, definitely got a lot of articles um, from various sources about it. Um, See, my perception of it is very much like this is the big deal. Yeah. Well, so. There's a right away. There's an article on NPR, which is uh, why the Beatles' masterpiece can't be replicated. So, right. So there is a little bit of that um, for sure. To be, to be, um, to be sure. It's, uh, it's right at like first paragraph. The album has been hailed by critics and listeners as the greatest in the history of rock music. Mm-hmm. That's a little much. It is a little much. And see, this is this is where we're getting into like. This is kind of what I've been saying the whole time. And I, I I mean, I'll just say right up front, there are, there are a lot of things about this album that I do like. Um, as, you know, individual musical things and as it being in bold font, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, like the album. I, I think, I think I need to say that up front in order to be more free of <laughs> so I don't do what I did a lot in the revolver review which was well I like this but it's a, <laughs> yeah. you know because um, there are things to be critical of there but yeah. um, well I'm, I am going to try try and probably fail to um, prevent you from 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 um, hearing the songs and, and then asking immediately, is this the greatest rock album? Is like, well, right away we can agree that it's not the greatest rock album or the history, or the greatest album in the history of whatever. Right. So, but I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I think it still exists in the world as that, like perception well, wise. To, to some people. I think I, to, to a fair amount of I people. I think if you took a straw poll of a lot of uh, Beatles lovers, they would be like, mm, this is not my favorite. Uh, and some of them would say yes, some will say this is their favorite, but I think a lot of them would probably say this isn't their favorite favorite album. I think this is like, it's one of the, it's, it's like um, uh, Orson Welles movie. I always forget the name of it. Um, Moonstruck. Uh, no. Police Academy 5. Closer. Um, Revenge of the Nerds. Anyway, people always laud it as like one of the greatest. It, it's Jaws always 3. like one or two as like the, the top 50 or 100 movies of all time. It's like Casablanca and this movie. Oh, uh, um, uh, Rosebud. Yeah. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane, right. Yeah. So people say this. And then, and I, I'm a film buff. I watch it. I'm like, this is, no, like this movie is this movie shit. Yeah, this movie sucks. No, Josh like, hates no, Citizen no, no. Kane. I, the next podcast coming up. It's it's what it was for its time that people praise and like the techniques that it yeah. like you know. And I think and then looking at this article is like they're they're really praising the studio work, like the studio techniques and like the things that they did, which were groundbreaking at the time, right now or not. So I think that's part of the the equation is kind of what they did in the studio versus like the uh, the output. I don't disagree with that, but I think that like so as I was listening to this, I I thought I kind of thought well, I think. The Beatles would be better as an experience if they were kind of like a, like like a secret, like if it was something that like people kind of just discovered on their own rather than it having that rather than it being something that is on you know the cover of a magazine at the super at the supermarket every month, some magazine every every month. Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean on the cover of a magazine, <laughs> Madonna. Sorry, go on. <laughs> but you know what? It's like I. I feel like it, the first time I listened to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, <laughs> which we've said the full title every mm-hmm. single time, um, I think part of what made me like really, I think really very disappointed the first time around years ago was it was like, well, shit, this is what people, I mean, it's it's okay, but this is 
you know, it's a, it's a concept album, but then the concept kind of just gets discarded halfway through, which is fine. I mean, Siggy Stardust does the same thing. Um, but I think that the way people talk about the Beatles and especially like their, this string of albums doesn't help the music or the albums because it builds up this expectation that I don't think anything can live up to. Right. And so that, that's really the main thing that I, that I, that I, that I keep talking about. Like I'm at a place now where like, I like kind of a lot of what's going on right now, but the way people talk about it and the way people like lionize all of it, I'm like, come on, really? This podcast is brought to you by Dyson Vacuums, and I'm going to use this ad break to try to remind Dan. I'm going to try to listen to these songs in a vacuum. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into a song from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the album. And the first track is called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The song. guitar work off the top well and I like the effect on the guitar too it's like it's clean and dirty at the same time I wish yeah. I knew more about like pedals and shit to have a be- better <laughs> something more interesting to say it also started off with some uh, what is that like some some sound effects of just people chattering in the know, oh yeah that was it was I guess it was taken from a um a Beatles concert? Some laugh track. I'm trying no to idea. find like bad reviews for this album on Amazon. Why? Just because I think it'd be funny. There, you just missed some horns, by the way. I, think, I heard the horns or... in my car yesterday. They, I gave a ride to a, a horn ensemble. <laughs> ensemble. Do you know uh, how many people on the cover can you name? Uh, you got Ringo. Yes. You got... Ringo who? Star? Uh, Ringo Star. Yep. Uh, you got... Um, Carl Young. Marla John... Uh, John Lennon. Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, A Vargas girl. What is that even? Um, George Harrison. Is he on that? I think I think they might have let him. After giving him a uh, <laughs> dipping his head in the toilet, some good behavior. <laughs> what is that called? He dip someone's head in the toilet? Uh, a swirly or it's, uh, yeah, it's a swirly Something like that. Uh, and Paul, no, uh, Paul McCarthy, Sir. Paul oh, McCarthy. Uh, Paul Mac- McCartney, Paul McCarthy's brother. What'd you, okay, what did you, what, what did you think about the song? What? What do you think about that opening song? I know you're on Amazon right now buying your toilet paper but uh it's good i think it sets up like it sets up the idea of so i I remember hearing it and thinking like even so the first time around that i listened to it i liked that track because it set up a series of i thought i felt like it set up a series of promises i knew that it was a concept album i'm doing air quotes right now um and i was a fan of concept albums if we're not sh- clear that you know Secret Life of Plants, Stevie Wonder. It's a concept album. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm all into that. I was all in on that idea. So I kind of had my expectations a little high as in terms of like w- how conceptual a concept album can be. Um, so you know, I'm thinking this is great, and it's talking about like, hey, here's some of these characters you're gonna meet, and this person does this, and it was like. Uh, I wanted a very clear follow through of of what this song builds up. Listening to it yesterday, all my troubles first of all seemed so far away. Um uh-huh. and then uh Sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh I kind of listened to it knowing that those that for lack of a better word, promise that I thought that the song was making was not going to get followed through on. So I just kind of enjoyed the atmosphere of it and thinking like, okay, this is cute. And and again, like thinking about people listening to it at the time, like 
they're probably like incontinent at this mo- at this time, you know. Okay. I mean, I'm. I mean, many of them currently are now, but I mean, at the time when they let. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just off the top of my head, I know some some Beatles facts or some some Sergeant Paper Lo- Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band facts. These are things that you're just channeling from yeah, the universe. Eighth right? studio album mm-hmm. by the. English rock band, the Beatles. They are English, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Spent 27 weeks, the number one on the UK albums chart, 15 weeks at number one in the US, lauded by critics for its innovation in production, songwriting, graphic design, blah, blah, blah. Um, it won the Grammy Award for Album of the Year, the first rock LP to do it. So, um, on some flight, Paul McCartney had an idea for a song involving an Edwardian military band that formed the impetus of the Sgt. Pepper concept. Okay? Um, in February of 67, after recording the track, the title track for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, McCartney suggested that the Beatles should release an entire album representing a performance by the fictional Sgt. Pepper Band. This alter ego group would give them the freedom to experiment musically. So the concept here is that this is fake Sgt. Pepper band, mm-hmm. and they're doing weird stuff. I don't right. know. I'm not sure what the concept is, really, other than that. It, that's kind of it. And if, from what I can tell, I, I think it. there are moments where they kind of... I don't know. It, it kind of follows through with that, but then it kind of drops it. Honestly, I think this album would be a lot more interesting if they didn't include the songs that didn't in some way have a real close tie-in with the really loose concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not make it an EP? But that I guess at the time, that wasn't what was going on. It was either LP or single. But um, I don't know. I think... Obviously, this is a good album. I mean, there's. It's not like I'm going to sit here and say that the the world is just stupid for liking this piece of trash. <laughs> there's something there, clearly. Yeah. Um, there are aesthetic. Again, we're bumping up to an aesthetic thing where it's just what they like. I I'm not necessarily a huge taker of, but yeah. I'm able to recognize it as being good sometimes. Okay. I don't know. Was All right. that an answer? Did I say yeah, words? Yeah. You, you, you said words. Okay. Uh, let's just go on to the next song. Did you good, Josh? You did good. Okay. Here's a treat. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> Eat it. Okay. This song is called With a Little Help from My Friends from the concept album Sergeant from the English rock band The Beatles. Joe Cocker's in The Beatles? Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. All right. With a little help from my friends. Yeah, this this people cheering was recorded by the producer at a Hollywood at the Hollywood Bowl. Some of the Beatles' performance. I just like to imagine. I don't know if I. This is a nice song. The Wonder Years. You ever watch the Wonder Years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Songs at the beginning of it, right? Sung by was it Ray Charles? No, uh, Jarvis Cocker. Okay, Joe Cocker, Jarvis Cocker, Betty Cocker. Betty Crocker. Crocker. <laughs> what do you think of this song? I I didn't know that this version existed until I listened to this album years ago, I think. Yeah. And it, it might be what made me hate this album the first time around. Because <laughs> you love Cocker's I, I really like that version. I mean, I like Cockers that version. Usually, I like that version better. so much that I like John John Belushi's version of Joe Cocker's version on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then this shit comes on, and I don't know. There's something about Ringo Starr and his delivery and his like mannerism as a person that I just always imagine him like in a top hat and a cane, he, he's like walking on the down, song, isn't he? Like yeah, yeah, like just walking down a giant flight of stairs with showgirls. Yeah, he, he it's, he's he very. Should, he shouldn't sing on any songs. He shouldn't. Yeah, no, Ringo, stop. Peace and love. With peace and love. Peace and love. Why did they... <laughs> <laughs> did any, they? Any, album, any projects that you have 
that you want to make after October 13th. <laughs> I say you don't make them with peace and love, peace and love. That's Ringo. Ah. <laughs> uh, Best video ever. It's like they, they write these songs like for Ringo to sing, almost yeah, like as yeah. if he's like a diva and like they have to like feed him a song like every other album. Right. <laughs> but it's also like they write it, I guess they wrote it with the idea that he's he had a limited vocal range. And yeah. so they're like, here, stupid, you can sing this. Right here. <laughs> Lennon and McCartney, Lennon and McCartney delivery wrote a tune with a limited range. Uh, yeah, so. Why did they? Well, whatever. I, um, for some reason, he reminds the, this relationship reminds me of uh, Kung Pao. Have you seen the movie Kung Pao? Yeah, where they teach the, that one guy to do things wrong, yeah. just so it's funny. <laughs> Nuts to fist. <laughs> That's Ringo. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, hey, do you know that um, head to drum style? <laughs> they recorded this album using four track equipment. I did know that. Um, critic Kenneth Tynan described it as, quote-unquote, a decisive moment in the history of Western civilization. <laughs> oh my God, seriously? Jesus, Does it really Kenneth? say that? Yeah, Kenneth. Okay, so are you understanding now a little bit more, like, where I'm coming from? I, I, I mean... I, I guess, but, like, I, I look at that and, like... Okay, dude, chill out, and then yeah, like, but, and, then, and then I move on, like, right? But, but this you is focus like, on this. this is so it's so I don't much that. of that, yeah. But and like, if if you're somebody who like enjoys reading music criticism or or used to at some point, like it's you're it's filled with that shit. Well, it's just one guy named Kenneth Tynan. It's not like it's the Oxford Encyclopedia of British Literature. <laughs> Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, I'm getting word that they also called it the most important and influential rock and roll album ever recorded. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, this is all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm like, I, I was at some point a subscriber to like Rolling Stone and some other, I think there was another magazine that was cool, probably cooler. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm cool. I'm yeah. cool, guys. Come on. I believe you. I listen to shit. Um, I mean, I know what White Town is, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's... It, <laughs> shit is all over the place. And, like, anytime something, someone comes out with, like, you know, like, like David Bowie comes out with Ziggy Stardust, and all of a sudden it's, like, it's compared to Sgt. Pepper because it's a, it's a concept album. Or yeah. this other thing that comes out later is, uh, it's compared to, well, this is so-and-so's Sgt. Pepper. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Just. That's strange. Um, all right, well, let's take a li- listen to the next song and try to figure out, you know, why it was it's being hailed as the most important thing to happen to Western civilization uh, since the uh, since the uh, since fire and the stone and the, it, we- the wheel. I, I think it, it's something like if somebody like told you that Fight Club was the best most influential movie and they told you all of the things about it yeah where like but the whole point of it is to discover it yeah like that's that's the whole point of this yeah and i think that if you take out the the discovery element of the beatles which it's basically gone by now it's just it's fine all right we're gonna listen to lucy in the sky with diamonds oh god damn it now Dan, you're a, you're. A, I'll be honest. You're a thick-headed boy. You're um, you're a real dummy. You know? <laughs> I, I have to spell things out for you. Yeah. So there's a little hidden thing in this song title. I'm going to try to get you to get it. All right, Lucy. Lucy, the ch- the the ape in the sky with an S. Sky vodka with diamonds with the D. Uh, Keep thinking. Elizabeth Taylor's perfume. Okay. Oh, God. This is a Lowry organ being played. It's Christmas time in the Lawrence Welk household. Thank you, one person, for laughing at that reference. Because it's a good reference. Being generous with one. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm going to be listening to this. (laughs) George also plays a tambura on this song. Whatever that is. I'm proud of him. 
think I don't like John Lennon's voice. This is a weird. There's. A, I think I've never. There's like liked a weird effect voice. on his voice. It seems like because it's like higher pitched than usual. I think it's probably that very speed shit. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> this is a very popular song with the kids. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Some say that it's a reference, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna go ahead and just feed it to you here. To Puff the Magic Dragon. To LSD, since L's Lucy, Sky's S. Some Mormons. Daniel, have another treat. (laughs) Eat it all. (laughs) This song is like you know. Imagine hearing the song for the first time in 19 whatever it was released. It's just like kind of sex. (laughs) It's like a weird little thing. It's like what's going on here? So. It's like starts with this weird organ and right. then it breaks to a nice chorus. Apparently, though, this came from one of the few times that John Lennon was speaking to his children, and um, he, I guess, was talking to the. I forget. It was probably Julian. It had to have been Julian, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure John knew. At the I time. care less about his kids than he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shirt. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you made me made that make that joke, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your treat. <laughs> what was happening? He was talking to his kids and what? I guess he was talking to his, his kid about like a picture that he was drawing or something. And yeah. after probably criticizing him for it, it being stupid. Mm, don't project. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that where the lyrics come from? I guess so, yeah. yeah. And I guess it's like kind of an Alice in Wonderland thing. It definitely I, feels that way. <laughs> I really like the idea that they didn't intend for it to be LSD, yeah. and it just kind of landed on them. Right. <laughs> like, no, no, really, this one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although LSD did influence this album for sure. L- no LSD idea, no is idea like, if this song is a, a, a you know is alluding to it here or not. Yeah, I think LSD is like the uncredited producer of this album. Yeah. Well, what do you think about the song in a vacuum? Give it up. It's probably a really great drug anthem. I here here's the my problem with this whole. I'm just gonna say a word instead of saying it's the aesthetic again. <laughs> um, uh, I don't. I, I don't have issue with drug use. I, in fact, I, I'm great. Do whatever you want to do, but drug stuff—the stuff around and comes and clearly comes out of drugs—is like it's usually just stupid to me. Like, I it comes off as like, okay, I get it. This this was profound, and you want to, and you really want to share. Like, I've been that stone person. I've one hundred percent been that guy. Yeah. It's like texting people. Who's like, I feel like I saw God. You know, like that. Like, I just it. It feels just. I don't. I don't like hearing about people's dreams. You know, I don't want to read their poetry from high school. Actually, no, I really do. Yeah. Uh, but it's. It's fine. for what it is, and what I guess it's supposed to be. It's probably fantastic. I can imagine people dropping acid and being like, "Yeah, it's Lucy, man." But like, it's not. I'm not there. I'm not. That's not me. Right. Well, I. I'm guessing. Well, I'm hearing that it's. It's just not. It's not like cool to you, and also it's like. I imagine it's hard for somebody. It's hard to try to trans pose or translate your experience with drugs as a thing whether that thing be a movie a painting or a song right it's like it's kind of impossible so like no matter how in detail i tell you i describe this dream mm-hmm. like you will never feel how i felt while having right. a dream so why bother um i get that it's like um, I, I, clive barker had at some point had uh the drummer for um Blink-182? <laughs> yes. Okay. Who also wrote horror novels and directed uh, Hellraiser. Gotcha. Um, he, had a, he, had, he said something like, Second, secondhand revelation is just useless. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about a lot of this stuff. Um, and I, it, I honestly just, there's so much of it that, like, 
I just I don't like the whole druggy aesthetic thing, and I don't think that this song is like necessarily. The song is certainly pointing in that direction, and I don't know like without all of that other garbage that came after it. Like I, I have no ability to judge that song as that song because I hear the references. You know, I I hear the like, oh here's so and so jackass doing a Beatles esque thing. Right. Well, to give them credit, though. Sorry, let me chew his ice. Chew it. Then sip some Lacroix while I'm at it. I think that they do their best to not beat the drug thing over the head. Right. I think people put that into it, or they take it away from That's it. That's probably but, true. Yeah. Um. I don't know. But I think their later work, where they're talking about being the goddamn walrus and Magical Mystery Tour and all that shit, like, they certainly lean into it at some point. And mm. I don't know that this is them doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like... I. It's almost like I feel about this song like an inverse how I feel about uh, Yellow Submarine. Like, I can go along with Yellow Submarine. Even though there's so much to hate there. Yeah. There's so, it's so stupid. Yes. But that's kind of what makes it charming. Sure. This is like, it's, it's, it's like that, that, that kid that you want to kind of say like, okay, yeah, that's really profound. That's, 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 that's cute. I, like, I want to encourage it, but this, we're not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's good that you have a creative process, but, you keep on working on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> on one hand, lauded as a, a pinnacle, a, a a milestone in Western civilization. Right. But on the other hand, you have Dan Shaw <laughs> over here. It's okay. That's cute. It didn't make keep, me keep angry. trying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is an opinion. Uh, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Now, oh, probably... You know what I don't like in music? Um, drums. Fucking drums, you know? Just sitting Fuck there. Drums. drums are so dumb. I don't like um, overt, like, sexual lyrics. Mm, yeah. Like, if it's implied or something, that's fine. But, like, over the head, like, there's a, um, some stupid, like, Truck Nuts rock song that's like... Baby got back. Ooh, and you're going down on me. Oh, God. In between. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so cool. Talking about some chick going down. I'm yeah. like, good for you. You get a blowjob. It's wow. Yeah, it's gross. It's like, be, to use one of Dan's words, be more nuanced with those <laughs> lyrics, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Anytime I, they, they really like, they literally spell out like going down on me or, right. or having kind of some, any kind of sexual thing. I'm like, that's tacky. I think anyone who, anyone that. who needs to tell you about their dick in detail or what happens to it mm-hmm. is just like the worst kind of person. All right. This uh, episode is brought to you by... No, I don't know. <laughs> What's a dick thing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Uh, let's, get, let's move on to a song called Getting Better. Hey, maybe they're getting better maybe, as a band. Maybe, maybe it's them talking about blowjobs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm. We all did. Mm-mm. I want to not like this song, and I'm going to be very honest about that. But I can't... I can't not like this song. You can't not like it. There's you have to admit, Dan, it's getting better. Yeah, no, this is the first, and there might be some state-specific things about this. And when I listened to it driving home from the trip that I made yesterday, uh, there's a lot to like here, such as. 
there's a lot of different layers going on, and then uh, I think the the sitar is going to come in here at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep saying it so that it sounds profound when it happens, and it's going to happen. It's the sitar. It, it comes are you, in. Are you trying to say guitar? No, it's that other. Oh. And it's about. It comes in at about like there. It is. Here it is. Um. I don't know what I like about this song. That's okay. This is this is one of the first. This is the first song of this stupid fucking band <laughs> that I listened to it and I was actually able to. I mean, this song is in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's in fucking popcorn commercials. I think. Yeah, it's in like Tylenol. I guess Tylenol probably. Probably You're getting better. I don't know. They should. 24-hour fitness. Things that you can get better at. But. but online typing school. But. <laughs> um, yet. 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 I think it's... I, I think I, I think I can hear some honesty in, the, in this. Especially, you know, when John Lennon's talking about his fucking violent, murderous behavior. Um, I mean, murderous in song form. Um, of course. By the way, that's uh, uh, I believe that's a uh, Indian tambura you're hearing, and not a um, sitar. All right, cool. Ooh, I'm showing him a picture of this. Nice. So um, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, that look like a damn long banjo to me. <laughs> you can't pull the wool over my eyes. Uh, um, anyway, of course I knew it was a tambour. You were testing me, I knew, and I, I wanted to give you an opportunity. I, I appreciate that. Listen, this is this is how I enjoy music. You know, you're like, I don't know what it is about it. I just like it. Well, that's that's how music's supposed to be. You're not supposed to be able to point, pinpoint directly what they're doing or what it is. Right. It just transcends. But sometimes it. that can be fun. Yeah, probably fun. Is that the adjective you're going to go with? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's just a very fun for specific. Some yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like uh, you know, some sometimes like I don't know, like complex math problems are fun for certain people. I, I, I'm nerds. I'm, I'm that person. Nerds, what I call them. <laughs> no, okay. Well, but you but you like this song. That's, that, I wouldn't have guessed that because I mean, this song. I mean, I like it too. But it's not like I, one of my there's there's a lot about it that like me my my character on this on this program I should absolutely hate it and yell at it and but it it's it it's not doing anything wrong to me okay is it like one of the best pieces of music ever written yes fuck no Wait, what it's <laughs> um I think it's a really good like album track I don't know fuck it. You know what? I hate it. <laughs> uh, and we've come full circle. Um, so I'm going to um, read you a little piece that may make you angry. I don't know. Because I, I was listening to that song and I heard the lyrics and I was like, did he just say I beat her? Yeah. Okay. He, so yeah, so you're, you're, yeah, no, aware. I, yeah, you're aware. aware. Okay, so just to expound on that point um because lennon wrote this um he, he was giving an interview and uh he was asked about the song he said that the song's lyrics came personally from his own experience abusing women in relationships in the past he states it is a diary form of writing all that i used to be cruel to my woman i beat her kept her apart from the things that she loved was me i used to be cruel to my woman and physically any woman i was a hitter i couldn't express myself and i hit I fought men and I hit women. We we discussed this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is why I'm always on about peace. You see, blah 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 blah. Um, so yeah, so this is kind of him, kind of um, I guess getting some getting that out there right. and He's a, coming to grips with it. And, right. But I mean, let's be clear. He was a piece of shit for a whole lot of reasons. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, we contain multitudes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We us, us, of human beings. Right. You know, we can be lots of different. We things. are legion. Yeah. Army of one. We are. <laughs> okay. Build Ford tough. We're going to um, uh, move on to a song called Fixing a Hole. Hmm. Oh, 
God damn it. Maybe it's fixing a hole. Like asshole. Ha! I'm fixing a hole when the rain <laughs> No, I'm just, just fix, picturing him putting, like... <laughs> fixing your butthole. <laughs> what, what do you... I can't think of the, the term for the stuff that you put on a wall, like, when you're patching up, like... Caulk? No, that's... It's, Wallpaper? No, it's the... LSD. The, the pasty mud stuff. The, oh, no, that just Ad- sounds worse. Adobe. <laughs> Stucco? No, no, it's the stuff like if you, if you like put a nail in here. And Bro, you want I've to... been living in apartments my entire life. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone is listening to this and yelling at it. Yeah. Yell, yelling it. God damn it, what is it? Anyway, this song sucks. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, this song's not the best. I think it's really cool that Paul McCartney is able to do these things. Now, please shut up and make a reasonable album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's It's not terrible it's uh, it's it's like it, it, it sounds to me like a so just because I because it works for me I'm gonna like use okay computer as a stand-in for this album like later okay um, this to me is like one of those tracks towards the middle or the end where every time it comes on it's like oh yeah I forgot this is on there and then you just want to get to like Karma Police or something yeah yeah that's again that's I expressed this before where that's pretty much every album there's no perfect album for me it's always a song or two I'm like I'm gonna skip this Um, this is definitely a skipper for me I don't I really the the, Paul McCartney's tendency to do that vaudeville shit the like Broadway Sure. This the two steppy. I don't. It's, I don't like it. I don't like it. Doesn't. Doesn't make you feel good. It makes me feel bad. Okay. It's okay. Well, you know what? Let's move on. Okay. I think the best thing to do when you're feeling icky or bad is just to move on. Mm-hmm. If your butt's full of that wall stuff yeah, that I can't think our, of. Our butt's full of. What are you talking about? The walls, like. <laughs> describe I, it. I got it. It's so it's. Grout? It's not grout. grout. That's a thing. <clears throat> it's not grout. Groot. It's gr- Vin Diesel. It, it is Groot. Triple X. Uh, patch wall. Fast. Wall. And furious. Number ten. Uh, go ahead and tweet to us or Join put a, a note in our Facebook group about. How many times? Hey, don't forget to join. We love Dan hates the Beatles, the Facebook group. And also subscribe, uh, give us a rating. Um, you know what? Somebody gave us another rating weeks ago, and I forgot to. I'm going to shout them out right now. But um, let me see. Shows concrete. Dan hates the Beatles. While we're paired, and we're going to the hell? Wait, spackling, spackling. That's a thing. Uh, that I, was so we went through all of that spackling to in the butt. I was picturing Paul McCartney spackling his butt. Okay, I I Purple Heart Japan thirty six. Hey, I, that person is a David Sylvian person, probably. Is it? Yeah. Is that like an album called I Heart Japan? The the band that David Sylvian was in before he became before he got his superpowers hmm. was Japan. Anyway, he gave us a nice rating on iTunes, so we appreciate that. <clears throat> She's leaving home is the next song. She sure is. Get out. Is that a harp? It's a harp. Wednesday morning at five o'clock as the day begins. Some strings. Silently closing the bedroom door. Leaving the note. That she hoped would say more. She goes downstairs to he's painting, a, he's painting a picture here. He's painting a picture. Handkerchief. Handkerchief. Quietly turning the back door. It's 
Why does he sound like the 90-year-old, or the... He sounds like the current, like, 76-year-old Paul McCartney here, for some reason. The one who looks like he... Who, every picture of him looks like he's about to say boodly boo Yeah. Yeah. That one. <laughs> try, just... Honestly, try... Just try looking at any picture of Paul McCartney after a certain time, and you tell me he's not about to say boodly boo <laughs> been waiting years to make that joke in a beer form because <laughs> it's you. true um so neither george harrison nor ringo Starr were involved in this recording so <laughs> it, was just the, it was the it was the adults it was adult time i it's look i it's i like it i i like it for the kind of song that it is like does that make sense at all like you know, it's 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 sad and moody, and I like sad and moody things. Um, it's a classic McCartney ballad for sure. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about that, but right. like, it's. <laughs> um, I think I like it because of how over the top it is. Like yeah. in terms of it being like this is the end of everything, and. But I also, and I don't know if you mind if I do a rebuttal here, but it reminds me of a song by Momus that is that takes this and goes so over the top with it. Yeah, that it like it kind of makes me love this song because <laughs> it's it's basically like a the prototype of. The song that Momus makes called The Girl With No Body. <laughs> it's just it's it's just the the saddest, most bleak thing that you can possibly come up with. <laughs> it's interesting. It's fantastic. I don't know if you want to play it well, or not. Yeah, well, we'll we'll let this finish out. Okay. This um a lot of a lot of there's a lot of covers of this song, so I mean um Apparently McCartney played this for Brian Wilson from uh, Beach Boys and then yeah. his wife, and they just sat and cried listening to it. And uh, a lot of people really like this song. It, it's. I think this is another situation where it suffers from its bigness in our culture. Like, I'm sure this song is deeply moving if it's not the seventieth fucking time you've heard it. All right, let's let's play your rebuttal. Girl with nobody. This is Girl with Nobody by Momus. So she's out at college, it's closed. So I think that that line is the skin supernaturally pale part yeah. sung in like this victorious tone. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like roasting her for her pale ass. <laughs> like he's just everything about this is a nightmare, but he's doing it in this like the very same carnival like circus sort of sh- show tune shit that Paul McCartney does in other tracks. Yeah. It's like he's just getting it wrong. Anyway, Momus, he's fun. What was that song called? The Girl with No Body right, from Momus. Put that in. So, reading the lyrics, I, 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 have you heard? Because um, I think they they allude to like an abortion in this song. Maybe? Really? Um, 
uh, why didn't they keep the appointment she made? Uh, she did what we, what did we do that was wrong? Um, what is it? Daddy or baby's gone? Oh, wait, no, I think that's just their daughter. Right. Well, yeah. I, I'm reading the Wikipedia article and they're, they're saying something about, there's a story that's about That's Papa a, Don't Preach by there's Madonna. There's a story about a girl in this Wikipedia article that's say something about like she had an abortion. I don't know what this I'm getting strong um, um, brick vibes, brick from Ben Folds. Have you heard that song? Is that the theme song to the movie Brick? She's a brick and that song's about abortion as well. That that song starts with like six a.m. day after Christmas, and then this she's leaving home starts with Wednesday morning at five o'clock. Uh, Some similar vibes going right, anyway. right, right. Um, and then you got Momus over there talking about somebody's pale skin. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's well. If anything, this makes me want to re-listen to this song later on because. Um, there seems to be like I, again. I don't really pay attention to the lyrics um, for most songs. At least at first listen, it takes me a few listens to really start to listen into what. From doing. what I read, it, it's sort of like it's uh, addressed to parents. I mean, loosely addressed to parents of Beatles fans, where it's like uh, kind of uh, acknowledging their concern about their children, like growing up and. I don't know. It's it's fine. It's a song. I mean, it, it's it's a song, and it, it's it's not a bad song. It's, it's I don't know that it. Know. Let's just. What move do you on. What do you want? I don't want anything. Call in. Tell me what you want me to feel about the song, and I'll just decide to feel that. Have you done a thing where they um, where you play the what is it the uh. Pink Floyd album at the beginning of oh Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. Have you done that? Hell yeah, work. Hell yeah, and Bloody Mary showed up. Candyman. Both of them. Dang. Yeah, it was fucking tight. Saw from Saw. Mr. Saw from Saw was there. I saw him. We had a a fucking Santa Claus party with fruit punch, and my mom ordered Domino's pizza. (laughs) <laughs> did, did you avoid the noid <laughs> avoided the noid or did he show up too <laughs> he was yeah, he came, he came yeah. but we try to avoid him because yeah. he's like he's like hey guys i'm annoyed come on you got some cash i can borrow yeah it's like it's a deadbeat god what a loser i know right we tried to pay in coupons <sighs> we're going to um <laughs> we're going to close this uh episode with this next song um being for the benefit of Mr. Kite! Uh, exclamation point. God damn it. Yeah. Ringo drum, Ringo drums on Star. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Do you have a gas leak in here or something? Yes. <laughs> Most of the lyrics came from a 19th century circus poster for Pablo Funk's Circus Royale appearance at yeah. Rockdale. Yeah. It was one of three songs from the Sgt. Pepper's band uh, album that was banned from playing on the BBC. Really? Supposedly this one because of the phrase Henry the Horse combined the two words that were individually known as slang for heroin. London denied that. Uh, There's a lot of denial going on here, John. Some weird stuff going on right now. This... I'm going to go with soft positive on this. Yeah. Mainly because it does extend the concept to some extent. Like the whole like, hey, now you're going to see a show. And this is kind of like, here's the dark side of that show. Like there's all sorts of weird hedonistic shit. And like, um, it's this is a thing that John Lennon can do well. I think later it ends up becoming... Like a cynical fuck you, like, yeah, try to find meaning in this shit, assholes. 
Um, <laughs> like, he, like I am the walrus is entirely that. It's just him realizing that people are finding meaning in his in the lyrics and then just throwing them nothing but curveballs. Yeah. Which is like, fuck you, John Lennon, for all sorts of reasons. Um, <clears throat> but I think he's kind of playing that game effectively here. Yeah. And the sound design helps. It work. I okay. This song without the sound design, which I understand isn't the point, would be fucking awful. So, uh, expand on the sound design and what do you like? That like they did all the all the atmospheric circusy shit. Well, like layers of yeah, layers of stuff, and, and you can smell the, the roar of the popcorn and the, and the to, bearded ladies. The, yeah, you can smell oil. the bearded lady. Okay. Yeah, that song is... It's definitely... It, there's a lot going on, so I, I, you probably can appreciate that more than I, because I'm all about, hey, is this, is yeah, this a good yeah, melody? Yeah. Is it catchy? Is it good? And it's, it's just like a weird song for me, and... Interesting. Can appreciate it, but I don't really... I'm, so, I, that's, a, that's a skip for me. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you hate the Beatles? No. Okay, well, then there's going to be a part two. <laughs> <laughs> the show just transitioned. <laughs> Wait a second. Well, um, well, did that song or this album, first half, make you love the Beatles? No. Do, do, okay. Well. Um, do we need a cliffhanger? Probably. Uh, well, let's let's just um, let's talk a little bit more about. Um, I was going to say something about. Oh, uh, oh yeah. This if you've seen the movie Across the Universe, that musical. This is. I saw that shit opening day. Oh, did you really? Yeah. No, you didn't. I did. I did. I saw it with two other people who also hate the Beatles. Why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? Because I saw it knowing that it was going to be like terrible. Yeah. And knowing that everybody that was going to see it opening day was like going to be all about it and yeah. like really like this is so meaningful yeah and and oh shit did that deliver like i was it was it's really it was so fun watching a movie that was clearly a pile of horse shit (laughs) in a room full of people who were like really doing all that they could to like it yeah it was awesome so fantastic like we were openly laughing at it because we're those people (laughs) you're such a troll i am not a troll you know who is a troll who? I. That can be our cliffhanger. You will find out who is a troll on our next. I, that movie is. It. It's, you're right. Like I, I found myself like really trying hard to like it, and it's just. Well, because it's it, not a great movie. It asks you to like it, it's it's. That movie is is like really really good example of my feeling about the Beatles. Is it's 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 just like you can totally hear or feel like Jan Winner and Yoko Ono like being like they're they're gonna eat this shit up. Yeah, like it's every it's it's so it's just cynical and terrible. It's paint by numbers like. Yeah, it's not it's very good. Paint by numbers creativity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no. But um I did enjoy the soundtrack being a Beatles fan, so just the soundtrack alone is fine. It's just, you know Did you enjoy Eddie Izzard's version of this? Eddie Izzard? Is he Izzard? No. Like, because I didn't like the song. Right. So and then his his scene in there, well, I was just like, okay. Ugh. That's that's that scene and I, I like I like him. Yeah. I, I I really enjoy his stand up. Yes. Me too. Um but that's that scene in that movie was my, I like it was my breaking point where it was it was it was like kind of like the the moment in uh Event Horizon when I just decided I can't watch horror movies anymore. Yeah. It it, it, it was a very similar feeling of just like okay, I fucking hate the Beatles. If this is what comes out of it, this is fucking terrible. That's not their fault that Eddie is doing this stupid song. It's it's they're they're at least some they're at least like involved that if movie is it's we need to do, we should do and i don't want to make any promises to anybody here but we should do like a commentary track for that movie we could it it is pretty bad it's it's they're trying to i i wonder if it'll be if it actually worked better like 
as a theatrical musical rather than the film because like oh uh, they're trying yeah, no. it's, i mean they're really it's, it's like they they took a musical and tried to like film it and it just doesn't work so i'm like will this work as a as actual musical like on broadway or not um probably not but yeah the the, the story the writing the, it's just a lot of forced things and some weird stuff going on and just not great not not a great story right um i think our i think our cliffhanger is not very good yeah our cliffhanger is it's we, not we, it's we not have, something i want to get into we'd have come up with a good cliffhanger by the next you know our cliffhanger is hmm. you know what it it's is a movie, it's, 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 it's our it's our, movie. it's our next gosh darn episode that's what it is okay we don't need to entice you people to listen to our next episode yeah, you understand you think we are this is gold here what we're giving you this is this is the sergeant pepper's lonely heart hearts club band of podcasts like we're changing western civilization yeah this podcast is this is like the discovery of zero as a concept. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, no cliffhanger. Just listen to the next episode because we're we're. I'll, here's a cliffhanger. We're going to talk about with within you, without you, with or without you, by you too. Um, when I'm 64, by you too. Um, lovely Rita, by you be 40. Good morning. Good morning. By a lot of bare naked ladies. A lot of repetitive uh, tracks. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band reprise. Ooh. And then A Day in the Life. Which we're probably going to need to just go through the whole track of that, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. I so think there's it's, a lot it's with one that, of so. those. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be the next. Um, but so, what would you grade that on a... You, you work in the academic field sometimes. What's your, uh, what's your letter grade for the first half of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the album? A star, but like the star has a happy face. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. What color is a star? Red, always. That's always the Red teacher star. color. You're a communist. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Dan Hates the Beatles. And uh, thank you for sticking with us. Don't forget to pour some pepper on your Lonely Heart Club. <laughs> and Don't put pepper on your heart. Just as what? As your as your as your physician as your podcast physician, I need to tell you: do not put pepper on your. Well, heart. take LSD for sure. Well, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan. Bye. Love you. Bye.